Welcome to Meet the Filmmaker at the Apple Store Soho in New York. Please welcome our moderator from EW, Sarah Vilkamerson. Hi, everybody. Hi, guys. Welcome. We're going to bring everybody up in a second, but uh, do you want to see a trailer for Paper Towns first, maybe? Let's do that. The way I figure it, everyone gets a miracle. My miracle was I wound up living across the street from Margot Roth Spiegelman. She was arguably the most gorgeous creature that God had ever created. Margot's life was a series of unbelievably epic adventures. Are you going to spend the rest of high school pining for this girl? As senior year drew to a close, Margot and I were practically strangers. Until this one night. What the? Margot? I need to borrow your car. What? I have nine things I need to do tonight. Can you just get your boyfriend to do it? Ex-boyfriend. My boyfriend has been cheating on me. Revenge plot begins. Not as weird as it looks. Stop. Can't believe you just did that. Take the picture. Now. <laughs> okay, now that was fun. I can feel my heart beating in my chest. That is the way you should feel your whole life. It's beautiful. It's a paper town. Paper houses and paper people. Everything's uglier up close. Aren't you? You think it's gonna be different in the morning? I really hope so. Margot always loved mysteries. Maybe she loved them so much, she became one. She's gone. When was the last time you saw Margot? You were with her her last night. It has to mean something. There's something in Margot's window. She left little clues, like breadcrumbs. I found something. I think she's sending you a message. Come find me. We're trying so hard. You'll go to the paper towns, and you'll never come back. I think I know where she might be. I'm going with you. She's going. I'm, I'm definitely going. Take a risk. Stop playing it so safe. Maybe that's what she's been trying to tell me the whole time. What can I say? I'm on a mission. Hey! <laughs> I do. Everyone gets a miracle. My miracle is Margot Ross Spiegelman. Okay, let's bring out author John Green. <laughs> Cara Delevingne. Wolf, Halston Sage, and director Jake Schreier. Hey, everybody. Hello. Hi, guys. Hi. How's it going? Hey. It's good to see you. Wow. I haven't seen oh, you in a while. We didn't hi. really get to see you. Oh, hi. Yes. Hi. Good to see you. <laughs> hi. Hi. Are we... Whew. Okay, good. All right, John, we're going to start with you. Hi, uh, Sarah. Hi. Uh, what was the most important thing for you when it, it comes to bringing Paper Towns from the book to the, to the screen version? What was most important to keep from the book? Uh, I mean, I'm not like a plot-driven writer or, or a plot-driven person, I guess. Like, so the most important thing to me was to keep the ideas, especially the, the idea that's at the center of the book, that it's incredibly difficult to imagine what it's like to be someone else. Like, it's incredibly difficult to sort of escape the prison of your consciousness and really empathize with other people, but that, like, it's also the central 
job of being a person. And I thought that Jake um, and, and Weber and Neustadter, who wrote such a brilliant script, did a great job of that. And then, um, you know, the other thing is that, like, a movie is really ultimately made from its performances. And uh, so I just had to cross my fingers and hope that the cast was good. And it turned out that instead of being good, they were great. And that's why the movie's great, Aww. I think. Thanks, John. <laughs> Not so much Nat, but everyone else. <laughs> And Jake, as the director, what about for you? What was, what was some of the favorite parts of the book that you wanted to make sure got on screen? Uh, I mean, I also, more than anything, like I love the theme of the book, that someone could write a story that was both about the tropes of a lot of high school books and then subverting all those tropes in the end and that you could have an adventure that was super fun and a mystery that ultimately the twist was a, a character twist and it was about the way that we look at women and put them up on pedestals that they can't sustain and that you could do that in like a fun engaging movie i thought that was an incredible thing that john blended in the book and if there was a way to do that in a movie that was super exciting yeah and oh and the gas station scene also the gas station scene more than anything really that i just said the other thing that like sounds smart at the yeah but you just really the pee joke in the gas in the car (laughs) lots of pee jokes mostly the pee jokes sorry i'm doing this all wrong (laughs) Well, so, so much about Paper Towns is sort of the idea that you have preconceived ideas about people before you meet them. So I'm curious, what surprised all of you guys about each other when you got to meet each other on set? Um, Sorry, I wasn't listening. What? <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> you go. Um, I guess I realized, you know, I, I, I was somehow the only human being on Earth that didn't know who Kara was. Um, <laughs> and she came into the chemistry read, and she just blew, blew me away. Blew me away what a great actress she was. Um, and then later on, I figured out that she was also this, you know, uh, huge, huge star. But really, I hope everybody else can go into the movie without the preconceived notions of Cara and just see her as, you know, a, a really good actress. And then, you know, with with a great actress like like Halston, it was one of those things where I got to see a, a a tape and I got to read with all the people. And I didn't pick anybody in the movie. That was Jake in the in the studio. But I, everybody who I like the best is in the movie. So boom, <laughs> I got good taste. Yeah. <laughs> boom. Um, I just, it was one of the most amazing um, experiences, which I don't think I'll ever do anything like this again. I really felt like I met some of the most amazing people I've ever met in my life. And everyone is so talented, but yeah, also some of the nicest people. And I really, you know, hope that we can do a Paper Towns too, John. John, yeah. write it. Come on, Woo, John. John. Yeah. So no, that was nice. I, well, I, um. <laughs> I'm on it. No, I. <laughs> Can we just have the same cast, but in a different story? Yeah. Yeah. Like it takes place in Paris. Like the Outsiders <laughs> and Rumblefish. Paper well, the, North, Paris. the North Pole? Like no, Eskimos how about Paris? The North Pole's all right, but how about Paris? Or like... Space. What about... Nope. Nope. That's, <laughs> first off, there's no way we can afford the budget for space. <laughs> Sorry, Halston. What were your preconceived notions about us? Uh... Oh, well, <laughs> no, I was just, I, I, I was, like Cara was saying, like, I, I went to an all-girls high school, and I had always had, like, this dream of what I wanted my high school experience to be like, and, you know, you're a little girl, and you dream about going to prom and walking away with these, you know, friends for life, and that's just how I felt about everyone on set, and I also learned that they're all crazy. <laughs> Not yeah. as crazy as you. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. my, uh, I, I, I kind of had the same experience that, that, Q has, or that like everyone has in the story, which is that like, I went into it and I was like, oh, like I know about Kara because I follow her on Instagram and like, so I get Kara and I know Nat because I've, um, 
It's a little distracting um, because, uh, you know, like we worked together on The Fall in Our Stars. And then when I met Halston, I was like, oh, and I know like bubbly blonde California girls, like I know what they're like. Um, but like everybody was, of course, like far more complex than I, I imagined. And like Cara um, sort of deconstructed all of my ideas about her within minutes and turns out to be this incredibly sensitive, kind and generous person. Halston... Um, you know, is is smiley and is is blonde and is from California, but is also super dorky and really intelligent and incredibly thoughtful and very talented. And Nat um, is, uh, you know, he's a, he's got a great look. You know, like he looks like a movie star. So that's carried him a long way. Okay, John. I love Nat. <laughs> this is going really well for you, Nat. This what? is really. This Do you is want me to move over? Yeah. Should, I, I, should I get out the way? So basically, they're just all trying to burn me. <laughs> they're all trying to diss me. But uh, what we all learn is that we all love each other, and we're all here because we love John's book. And we want to do it justice, you know. And uh, we know you guys love it. Uh, so we wanted to make a movie that honored the feelings and the themes that that um, you know it presented. You did a great job, man. Do you guys want to see a clip from the movie, maybe? Margo? Margo, hey. Look, I need to borrow your car. What? Your car. I don't have a car. I mean your mom's car. Mm, I, also, I need to drive the car because I have nine things I need to do tonight and more than half of them require a getaway driver. What are you, is it committing felonies? Ooh, remind me, is breaking and entering a felony? Yes, what? Well, okay, uh, I gotta go, so are you in or out? Why can't you just get one of your underlings to help you out, like Jace or Lacey or Becca? They're part of the problem, actually. What problem? There are nine problems. And your boyfriend is one of them? Ex-boyfriend. Hmm. <laughs> so Jake, do you want to set up a little bit what we just saw? Q's been living his life exactly like staying in his lane. He loves the girl from across the street, and he thinks he has no shot. He's going to go off to college. Everything's going to be fine. And then one night, she comes to his window and leads him on the most amazing night ever of revenge and excitement. And, and we just watched it. So that's what you... Uh, <laughs> so that's what happened. Was it okay? Uh, <laughs> Come on, guys. Bill. <laughs> Uh, Kara, was there something about the character of Margot particularly that interested you when you wanted to play her? Not really. I kind of, yeah, there was so much. I think when I first read the book, it was, I needed to know Margot. I wanted to be friends with her. I wanted to be on that adventure. I, but I wanted to kind of figure her out more, and I think that was what drew me to her the most. Um, and kind of figuring out that for myself as well, you know, making up her deepest secrets and her inner thoughts and stuff was really fun for me. Um, and kind of get it going on the same journey as everyone else of like discovery with her was really cool. Do you feel like you figured her out? No, I'm still figuring her out. But I aspire to be Margot, you know, there's some, apart from the parts where she um, is not great. <laughs> but you know, that's part, you know, her fearlessness and just, bravery and living in the moment and that kind of, you know, I think all of us can aspire to parts of Margot apart from the bit where she leads him on. That's not nice. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I felt like I learned a lot about the characters through making the movie, which was really cool to me because, you know, this is a book that came out seven years ago and it was interesting to revisit it. And, you know, 
Kara brought things to Margot that helped me to understand Margot in a way that I didn't really when I was writing the book. And, uh, you know, Halston and Austin and uh, Justice and Jazz all brought uh, things to their characters that that really gave the, it lots of like nuance and complexity and made those relationships feel so real to me, um, even when I was on set, but then like especially when I was watching the movie. And then the only character that like I thought I knew all the way was Q because I see the world out of his eyes when I'm when I'm writing. And I was really worried about that. Like I was really worried about like when when Nat doesn't sound like the Q of my imagination, am I going to be like Nat, Nat? He says it like this. He says it like this. Um, but what actually happened is that like from the moment I got to the set, uh, Nat just became Q for me and everything sounded the way it sounded in my head. And every, and it, that was just magical to feel like, wow, he's he understands this kid like completely. Uh, and it, that, that, that meant so much to me. That was the coolest part of the whole movie process for me. Thanks, John. Uh, we have some He's questions. so nice. <laughs> it's true. I wouldn't be here if I didn't like you guys. I'd be home with my cool kids. You John. like us better than your kids? <laughs> Crap. <laughs> I already see the headline. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to pick one of these questions? Oh, sure. We've we got, got some social questions for the cast on our iPad. It's amazing how many like Apple products are here. I don't know why. Um, what was your favorite scene to shoot in the movie? This comes from uh, at Edward is the man. I don't know if Edward is also the person tweeting it or if it's a different Edward, but... That's actually my Twitter, so... Oh, who's, who's the Edward that you like so much? Oh, you are Edward? Oh. Multifaceted, John. Yeah, you can, you can take... As, as, as Whitman put it, you contain multitudes. What was your favorite scene to film? I don't know. The whole the whole pranking night was really one of the most amazing things, especially to live in your mind. I was like, who did you do a lot of pranks? How creative are you with pranks? If I ever need to do one, I know who I'm coming to. Yeah. Cause you should come to my wife because she plotted most of that stuff out for me. Ah, no, you I know, know Sarah. No, she's Sarah. pretty. She's hard. Uh -huh. Yeah, she doesn't mess around. And no, never never play pool with her because she'll whoop you. <laughs> yeah, as we all know. Yeah. Jake, Cara, and I nice. all got schooled at pool by, by Sarah. Yeah, she pool sharked Schooled at pool. Yeah. yeah, she lost the first game on purpose, like a real pool shark Didn't would. did we bet money on that? Yeah, and then yeah. when we started betting money, she started killing it. Yeah. Nat? Um, did I play pool with... <laughs> uh, I, I would say, my, yeah, my, my, yeah, my favorite scene uh, would probably... I have two. One of them was when I... Sh one of the, the first scene that I shot with Cara was when um, we're in the street and we're saying goodbye, to, saying goodbye to each other for the night and she tells me that my comfort zone is really small and there was something magical about it and, um, uh, and I just knew, oh, this is going to be good. That you know, was Quentin the first Margo. scene we shot. Yeah, first one we shot. So nice. And, uh, and then my, my, actually, my other favorite was like the, one of the last scenes I shot when I came to prom um, and there's no lines or in it or anything, but, but I was saying goodbye to um, the the characters, you know, Quentin is saying goodbye to his friends, basically, he's, but he's coming to prom. And at the same time, I was kind of saying goodbye to those actors, you know, because we had spent this amazing two months together, and so it felt completely real. And, you, you know, constantly you're always searching for things that blur the line between the movie and reality, and then it always gets kind of mixed up. And uh, and that was one of those really great moments where it felt completely <laughs> real, you know, saying goodbye to Justice and Austin and Halston and Jazz and then, you know, and also Carl. Halston? 
Um, I also had two favorite scenes. I loved bathtub scene. Um, so good in the movie. <laughs> I love that scene. Thanks, John. No, I think when I was reading the book and the script, it was the first time I actually was like, okay, I'm going to have to kill someone to be in this movie. <laughs> like, I just related to Lacey so much. And some of the, the words that John had actually written were thoughts I'd had growing up and um, still have today. So, um, And, of course, I uh, had that scene with Nat, so that was really amazing to work with him. But also the gas station scene was yeah. really fun. It was like really fast, like you know the gas station scene happened so quickly and we actually filmed it. It was like, we were just running all day. One of my, my favorite line in the movie is probably when Halston says, one minute! When she screams out in the gas station because Halston has so many amazing, amazing talents, <laughs> but voice control, is not one of them. She's it's very voice, loud. Volume level is not one of them. So when you see that in the movie, it's an inside joke. You'll know about it. You'll know yeah. why. Yeah. She uh, just Lacey's screams yelling. out one minute. We had her. But Jake. that's something I love about Halston. Like Halston is so like when I say that Halston is like dorky or nerdy, what I mean is that like she's like completely unironically enthusiastic and like she gets genuinely excited about stuff and that's super refreshing. <laughs> like I, I see that as a huge character asset. So it's true that you can't control whether you are uh, whispering or yelling, but it's because you're an enthusiast. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> Thanks, John. Uh, my favorite scene. So there's a scene in the movie where uh, Q and Margo are dancing and there's a song playing. Uh, and when I was a nerdy kid about the age that Q would have been, I listened to crappy light rock uh, radio. And one of my favorite songs was Lady in Red by Krista Berg, which none of you know. Maybe some of you know it. You're about to know it. You're about to know it big it's time. It's going to have a great second life now. Because they're dancing Muse to Muzak. Asshole. And I was like, do I get to pick the Muzak for the scene? And they were like, yeah, do you have any ideas? And I was like, I have one very specific idea. <laughs> <laughs> and we well, listen to it on set. Yeah. Yeah. So that's now Nat's new favorite song, I hope. Is that yeah. yeah. Lady in Red. Lady in Red. <laughs> I think you're gonna have to bleep that for copyright or else Krista Berg is gonna get a check. <laughs> John, do you have a favorite scene? Can you pick? Oh, uh, I mean it's really hard for me to pick because uh I really like the movie, and I feel so grateful to everybody who made it. I feel like I won the lottery. Um I guess uh uh, the bathtub scene is is really one of my favorite scenes in the, in the movie. Um, but everything that happens that night on the road trip, there's a conversation. They're going on a big road trip, and then they, for reasons that involve a cow, uh, end up on the side of the road for a little while chatting. And um, that whole night was really special for me. And I I think the conversation with the boys is pretty awesome. And uh, and Halston and and Austin have a really great scene there. And Jazz and and um, I only call <laughs> Radar Justice. Um, I always mix up real names. Sorry, Jazz and Justice have a great scene, and and then that's like that whole night feels really special to me. We just call you Author. <laughs> so we I know I've got to stop calling you guys by your character names. It's super rude. Uh, we're gonna show another clip. Do you want to explain it ahead of this time beforehand? Before yes, wanna, let's do it that way. Before the clip. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So this is later on in the night. They've already played a few pranks. Things are escalating, and then they get to one Chuck Parsons house. Who is here? Chuck Parson. Chuck Parson. You didn't think a scumbag like Chuck Parson could emerge unscathed, did you? Don't worry. He's a heavy sleeper. Here. Nothing's. There's gonna come a time in your life where you're gonna think. 
That was actually one yeah. of my favorite scenes of the movie. So there you go. Yeah. It's pretty good. Chuck Parson, yeah. Um, I like revenge. Um, do you want to pick another one of these, Chuck? Oh, sure. Um, how about uh, this question from Infinitely Brave? Another bold That's Twitter me. handle. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it's another, another Cara um, pseudonym. One thing you couldn't leave behind when going on a road trip. Paper towns. It's true. The John Green. You the guys. DVD. Oh, no, yeah. the book. That's much better. Great point. Uh, yeah, the book, Paper Towns. <laughs> you can Thanks, probably John. leave me behind because I'm the worst driver that ever existed. But you're good. You're good entertainment. But I'm yeah. still yeah, afraid from every time we got in a car with Nat. Yeah. Nat got his driver's license, I think, two days before we started shooting and had to do I didn't all even the have the physical movie. license. I just had a receipt. He nearly ran over an AD. That was fun. Let me tell you, the state of New York is great in so many ways, but there is something fundamentally wrong with the way that it distributes driver's licenses to people because there is like no... NYC! NYC! There is no way on earth that Nat Wolf should have been issued a license. <laughs> um, uh, the one thing, I would take Nat, because even though I would have to do all the driving, it would, I would have amazing company. Thanks, John. I'm yeah. only allowed to take you know one. What? Yeah, me and Holston. We'll go on our I'll own road trip, Cara. babe. Yeah, thanks. I think I'd rather go with them, John. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, Jake and I are going on a road trip. Yay. Jake? I'll, I'll take you, John. <laughs> thanks, buddy. Uh, so you guys obviously all got along really well. You're in North Carolina filming, yeah. right? Did any of you take any uh, souvenirs from the set home with you? We all got a black Santa. That was fun. I took Austin Abrams. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I stopped. Oh, no. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I took my shoes home with me. I don't know if I was allowed, but I did. You know, Cara, we're nice going to need those back. We've been going. wondering where the shoes were, and uh, thanks for, thanks for it. reporting it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, took a, I took a lot of stuff. Um, uh, yeah, I took uh, uh, Ben's beer sword. Uh, I took the J in the Jefferson Park High School sign. I took uh, Q's copy of the fourth Harry Potter book. Um, Did you take the Mountain Goats poster? I took the Mountain Goats poster, and I also took the uh, Woody Guthrie poster. I, on the last day, after they wrapped, I basically, like, robbed. I, yeah, yeah, robbed. I basically <laughs> went to the set and, and took everything that wasn't nailed down. Actually, one of the nicest things that John did is got all of us a gift of the actual original uh, ESO map, that, the, one of the first maps to actually have Aglo you, I gave printed you one. on it. I wrote you a note. I remember I wrote you a note. And you yeah. All of us except for Kara, <laughs> because she got the shoes, and so no, she Cara, didn't get the map. Kara now remembers. It just took her a second. But yeah, so I got everybody maps with the actual Aglo on them from the 30s and 40s. Thank you, John. Yeah, thank you. 
Nat, Nat clearly has lost his, but that's all right. Oh no, no, it's right under. It's in. It's in the in my drawer. Where the unicorns home. are under my bed. Well, how how helpful is it to have the author on set every day when you guys are working on the movie? Did you guys get to come and talk to him about your characters? And he was actually there as a distraction to try and make our lives harder. He was there for me as a as a hand warmer target. Which was fun. Yeah, Carr kept throwing. It was very cold in North Carolina, and Carr would throw the hand warmers at me. And she has, I mean, among Carr's many talents is that she has just astonishing arm strength. I mean, she could be a major league baseball pitcher if she wanted to be, but she also has astonishing accuracy. So I would just be like sitting next to the monitors with Jake, the director, and I would see Jake take like a half a step back. And I would be like, uh, well, that's an interesting thing. I wonder why Jake, ow! And they're not soft either. No, no, no. it wasn't fun. Yeah. I did not enjoy it. It was great for me, though. So, yay, thanks. <laughs> Glad I could help. It was wonderful. I mean, actually, when it came down, you know, before we started shooting, I had already been, been friends with John from uh, The Fault in Our Stars. And... Um, we had talked a couple times about the about the movie, but really just having him there and his positivity that he brings everywhere he goes, and his insight obviously into his own book, and uh, you know him making sure that uh, we stayed true to the themes and the and the feelings of the book, but maybe not like every single little detail. He was kind of loose about that. Um, was was um, vital, totally vital. I really felt like you were a piece of the puzzle. And, you know, if we hadn't had you, it wouldn't have been complete. Like that first night and we went to get pizza together. Yeah. I really felt yeah. like that was the first night we felt like family. It was, it was, it was It magical. just felt like having him there, it meant like we couldn't really do anything wrong. Like in the sense that he would, he, as long as he said it was okay, like hopefully we'd be making everyone who was such a big fan of the book happy. And he's also really funny. So <laughs> he'd make us laugh and was, yeah, it was nice. Yeah, like what did you do, up? Jake? What did, I, what did I do? I was just there. The DJ mandates that a director has to be on set. <laughs> <laughs> so I just stood there and, and they gave me a check and it was great. Like, it was awesome. No, I mean, the, the, the really great thing about, about John is, is exactly what he said, is that he's so, A, excited just to be making a movie and really wants the movie to stand on its own as a piece of art. And is, like, if we had to talk about a change to a scene or something for a character or a thing that was going to be different, he was excited to explore that. Because it is, in a way, like a second chance at these characters and to work with great actors that can explore them. And so it's just having a great creative partner there to work on it with. I did almost nothing. They're all being very nice. Um, but uh, Jake worked like 22 hours a day for the last year. So that was nice. Thanks, Jake. Thanks, Jake. He did. He did. Yeah, Jake Jake is the hardest working director that I've ever worked with. He's uh, he, he works his ass off. And he it, gave it, it up shows his soul for this film, so we love him for that. By the end of the shoot, gone. he just became paler and smaller and thinner. And I remember he one night... He looks so much better now. He yeah. Looked, yeah, he looks like a He's person healthy. now, but he looked like a zombie at the end of it. And one night I remember he came over to my... He texted me and he came over to my apartment and he just knocked on the door and he was like, can I, can I have a frozen pizza? I think I forgot to eat today. And I was like... Uh, you've come to the right place. Please, sir, do you because have I've anything Because I've got a hundred frozen Please, pizzas. Could also, he wore food? a suit to set every day, which was super So dashing. Cool. Yeah. Suit and tie. It was, so very, it was very, like, old-fashioned. That's just cool. so I don't get mistaken for a PA. You know, <laughs> I'm trying to... He also has an exceptionally strong shoe game while we're complimenting Jake. I mean, every All day right, enough would, of this. we'd we be like hiking, question on the thing. We'd be like hiking through the mud <laughs> in North Carolina, and he'd be wearing these, like, amazing designer shoes. 
we're going to stop know. embarrassing Jake and let him set up the last clip. And then we'll, we'll get to you guys and questions in a second after that. All right. So the last clip is the, uh, we talked a little bit about it. We talked about the gas station scene. And this, when I read the book, this was really one of the first scenes where it was like, I have to film this scene. I mean, it's so visual in the way John writes about it. And it also was just, it really was one of the most fun days on set because everyone's just running all over the place <laughs> and throwing things. And it was just a... Nat yeah. has a really cool spin. Yeah, I got to like live out my fantasy of destroying a grocery store. You know that thing that goes through my mind every single time I go inside a grocery store? And I'm like, what if I could just throw everything off the shelf on the ground and stomp on it? And then Jake said, do that. Yeah, yeah. that's great. You are so, so sweet. All right, this is how this is going to work. I'm the gas man. I start to fill up. You guys run inside while the pump is pumping. I take the credit card to the guy behind the counter and hold our spot in line. IP. Jesus, dude. What? I had a lot to drink. I've got liquids. You? Tortilla chips, beef jerky, pretzels, peanuts, milk duds, twizzlers. Got it. And definitely, definitely get cleaning supplies. It reeks in here. Woo! All right. As soon as the tank is full, I'm honking the horn, and all of you guys have 10 seconds to hop back in, or I'm leaving your asses. Except you, baby. Oh. Nice. Also, uh, there's a little extra secret in that scene in the movie when you go see it, but we can't say what it is. Shh, you shush. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're going to take another question from social media here from Brooke, uh, Books You Know. Best high school memory, John. Uh, I've got a lot of good and terrible high school memories. Maybe the best was uh, the last night of high school I went to. Uh, we didn't have a prom, but we had a thing called Senior Banquet. And I went with a really good friend, not a, not a girlfriend um, named Amanda, who now lives in New York, by the way. And uh, it was just an amazing night with people I'd come to really care about and the kind of the formative friendships of my, of my youth. Um, and uh, yeah, just had great conversations and it was just a really special night. Teenage memory, Kara. Probably leaving. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I, lo I loved school so much. Um, it was probably, this is funny. Well, I used to play a lot of pranks at school. I wasn't distracting. I was just doing it to make people laugh. I think people learn more when they're having a good time. Um, so I used to play a lot of pranks. Um, don't, these are a couple of tips if you want some good ones. I used to... Um, you know, come up with like little lines to say while we were in class and when I'd say them everyone would freeze and we just wait for as long as possible until the teacher got really con confused. And then like every time the teacher turned around, um, we would move our desks and chairs closer to the teacher every time. So by the end, we were all like stuck at the front. Just a, a couple little things like that. And also get as many song title names as you could into your answers for the questions. You're like, you know, well, I'm gonna, anyway. Ha! Oh, your turn. Okay. Um, well, I was technically a teenager when we made the movie, so I can say that making this movie was one of the best experiences oh, that I I'm had jealous. as a teenager. And now I leave it up to Halston to come up with something creative. <laughs> uh, go, Halston, go. No, well, um, I like I said, like Paper Towns was the high school experience I always wanted. So I guess my favorite 
high school memory was maybe when I graduated. <laughs> no, we Nothing actually had, we had a really yeah. cool speaker. We had Sarah Silverman and she spoke uh, and cool. she gave oh, some really you, good fancy. advice. And um, Your high school graduation speaker was Sarah Silverman? <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. We That's had like a local amazing. business leader. You were booked, John. John, you were booked. No, she gave really good advice. She said to, to eulogize the living, which is really dark, but um, I don't know. It just really resonated with me. And <laughs> was it take favorite it or most embarrassing? Was it most embarrassing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most embarrassing. She said most embarrassing. All I remember is that Oh, we, you said I, most embarrassing? No, she didn't, but I oh, want to hear Jake's embarrassing story. <laughs> me too. Jake, most embarrassing. This isn't going to quite Jake. live up to your expectations. All of high school was the most embarrassing for me, but... Uh, <laughs> We, I, grew, I, I went to high school in Berkeley, which is like a weird place on the other side of the country where weird things happen. So our biology teacher uh, taught us how to make moonshine with uh, apple juice and fermented yeast. And then he was like, Don't none of you make Jake. this at home. <laughs> wink, wink. And so everyone made moonshine in their houses, in their basements. And then the first time me and my friend Aaron went to take it to a party, he spilled it in my mom's trunk. And so for the rest of high school, my mom's Camry smelled like fermented uh, <laughs> apple juice. <laughs> So there you go. So don't there's a, there's a little underage that. drinking story for you. <laughs> yeah, but Sorry. it's so nerdy that I don't, I don't know <laughs> that it really counts. We didn't drink it because he spilled it. So, you know. Oh, got it. Sure. So spilled your drinks, An kids. attempt at underage <laughs> drinking. It's a lesser crime. Do you want to ask everybody the last one here from at fan community? I'll do it. Yeah, sure. you do it, Cara. From at fan community. I can't read. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. Can you describe the cast of Pippa Downs in one word? Brilliant. Am I right? <laughs> no? Kara uh, stole my word. Um, Fun? I would actually say kind, uh, because I think like ultimately what my memory of it and like what stands out for me is this extraordinary generosity they showed to the story and like how much of themselves they gave to those characters and how hard they worked um, and also how good they were and are to each other. So it's I like would say 80 kind. words. That's so I many words. He's a writer. Word He's a writer. <laughs> uh, I would say friends. Uh, dedicated. I think everyone loved this story so much and they just put all of their heart into it and um, hopefully it shows in the movie. Super Alright, well John took all the nice sweet stuff that I also believe in they're wonderful people. I'll just go with Young. <laughs> <laughs> you are just lovely. Compared to, compared to us. That's fair. Uh, I think, do you guys have some questions out here in the audience? Uh, how's it going, everybody? Uh, my question is actually for John. I want to know, you know, getting a second crack at these things, you know, when it comes to maybe an ending or a scene or something like that, is that added pressure or do you look at it as sort of a, a blessing that, you know, maybe something that the, the book came out and you can never really sort of uh, re-release a book or do a second edition of a book, but a movie is a second go at things. So how do you approach that? Thanks. That's a great question. I mean, there are a lot of blessings in being able to kind of go back to the story. Uh, I think Scott and Mike, who wrote the screenplay, did a lot of things that looking back, I wish I'd done in the book. That's also true in The Fault in Our Stars, um, especially having uh, Angela on the road trip um, and really uh, drawing out those relationships and the arcs of the characters who aren't, you know, the two central characters. Um, and I really enjoyed watching that happen, but I, I tragically can't take credit uh, for any of it. Also, I mean, the kids made the movie better. There's one thing, I don't want to spoil it, but like, there's one moment where they all sing a song together. That's one of my favorite things that uh, 
in the whole movie, and they just, Halston or possibly Justice, they argue about it, like just came up with it, you know, while we were on it was set. Me, John. It was Halston. I remember it as being Halston, but I love Justice, and I don't want to hurt it his feelings. It was Halston. I feel like I have to defend Justice, because no. he's my friend. No, it's I'm no, it was right Halston. next to you right now. It is way more like Justice to lie. But, <laughs> but at the same time, I have a vague memory of Justice coming up. Cara? I have a vague memory <laughs> of Justice coming up with it. So I, I just have to put anyway, that out Anyway, yeah, there. so like uh, one, of the, one of the fun things about that collaboration, one of the fun things about that collaboration is that it was more things can happen, like more good things can come from it than can just come from me writing a novel. Holston actually wrote Paper Towns. So <laughs> anyway. That was a, I just, I mean, that was a really amazing thing about having a group of kids who are all between 18 and 22 as the cast, because there are a lot of references in the movie where, you know, you could just go to them and be like, what was relevant to you? Like, what was the movie you guys snuck into when you were younger? And then that goes right in the film and it's authentic and it comes from them. And that was great to be able to add. I do want to say, though, that I, I quite like the book. Um, and, uh, and even though it was written a long time ago, like, uh, I... I, I, do, I, do, I don't have any desire to change it. You know, like I don't have a desire to go back and change it. And I think the book is the book and the movie is the movie. And I, I'm so glad that that is true, that the book isn't trying to be a movie and the movie doesn't try to be a book. Uh, hi, um, I'm, I'm a huge fan from Kuwait. Uh, I came all the way here to watch you guys. Um, me and my friends... Thanks. Are, you're welcome. Yeah, thanks for coming. Uh, my friends and I um, at school, we have this thing called the Jara crew. <laughs> Uh, we made it a long time ago, about a year ago, I think, because um, uh, we're really huge fans of you, John, and Kara. So I was wondering if I could get a shout out from you guys. Yeah, for, thank you so much. Them. Jara, Jara, Jara. We love Jara. the Jara Club. <laughs> thank you. You guys rule. Well, first, I just wanted to say that the Faulkner stars changed my life because, like, my mom was actually has, has a terminal diagnosis and she was supposed to pass away a while ago. But she's still here today, thank God. <laughs> and um, like enough of the sappy stuff. Um, I just would. My question was, um, if Augustus and Hazel were best friends with Q and Margot, what kind of adventures would they go on? Oh, that's Aww, a great that's question. Cool. That's the cutest question. Um, first, I. I about the sappy stuff, if I may, for a moment, just say thank you and thanks for sharing that with me. But also thank you for. Um, finding stuff to connect to in that story because that means more to me than anything. I mean, that's the, it's the greatest gift uh, in my life, so thank you. Um, uh, I think that, uh, I think that Gus and Hazel and uh, Q and Margo could have a heck of a good road trip. Um, in some ways, like, uh, Gus and Hazel were sort of denied a good road trip because their author lived uh, across an ocean, so they, could, they couldn't drive. Um, but I think it would be fun. In the first draft of The Fault in Our Stars, I had uh, Hazel and um, Van Houten go on a road trip to Mexico. Uh, this turned out to be a very bad thing on many levels. My publisher and editor, Julie Strauss-Gable, who's here today, blessedly said the first 200 pages of this novel are quite promising, and the last 50 pages reads like really terrible John Green fan fiction. Like, you got, you got to the end of the book and you were like, there hasn't been a road trip. I guess I have to have one. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe they'd go on a grand adventure to the Grand Canyon together or something. Disneyland. Oh, Disneyland, yeah. That'd be easy, because uh, Q and Margo are already in Orlando. So. Hey, guys. Hi. Hi. Um, okay, so my question is 
for Kara specifically, I love you and <laughs> love you too, babe. Thank like your transition from being a model and going into the acting world, just in general, how do you how did you do that transition and how did you feel, um, Jake, with having I mean I know you guys love Kara, but how did you feel with having someone like were you okay with that? Were you kind of like scared about it? Wasn't too that, okay or? with it. It was really no, wait, so I just wanna say so Kara, you're twenty two, right? So I, when I was 22, I think I worked as a data entry clerk at like my friends' moms. Like, we have all done things before we do the thing we eventually are going to do, and like they're all such a young cast. Carl's been a, a bunch of movies before this, and Justice and Jazz hadn't been in a movie before. Like, no one at this level should be judged for what they did beforehand. It's only about the talent that you bring to it. And, you know, Carr didn't get this role because I also don't really use Instagram or know anything about fashion. The shoes thing is wrong. Uh, I didn't know who Carr was really before this either. She came into the room and she blew us away with her audition and that's why she's in this movie and for no other reason than that. Yeah, Carr, I mean, Carr would be in the movie if she'd never been a model because uh, when, as long as she'd gotten an audition because when she got the audition, it was very clear that she was that she was the right person to play Margot and that she understood in like seemingly impossible ways what it's like to be one of those people who everyone is paying attention to but no one is actually listening to. And um, and that's one of the key, that's the key thing about Margot, you know? Margot has to get, has to be pushing against that. And I could feel that in the audition so intensely. And also she made Nat, uh, you know, like she made Nat better and, and the way that they worked together was really intense and exciting. And yeah, I, I, I completely agree. Like she's just a, I mean, I'm going to let you answer the question, but like from my, from our perspective, oh, like that's a hard she, question she, for her to answer. She's and just I agree a great 100%. actor. Yeah. I don't know I what agree. to say. I feel like you guys said anything. I don't, I feel like as a cast, we all made each other better. And that's why I think all of us um, worked so well together. I don't know for me. I think we live in a world where we all love so many different things and I think to put anyone in a box is the worst thing you can do nowadays. Um, I feel like maybe I'll change what I do when I'm 80 years old. I feel like that's what, why we're so blessed and why we have such an amazing world where we can kind of branch out and do these things. You know, there are a lot of actresses who are amazing who were models before but they just weren't really known models. Um, and I think for me, if I was to ever get a part because of my following, I would rather not do it at all. You know, I, I want to be picked because I bring something to the role that maybe other people don't. And if not, then I'll just carry on modeling. It's not a bad job. I don't care. <laughs> and if she doesn't, yeah. And if she, you don't keep acting, we're all going to be really upset. You're too talented. Thanks, pretty. Because Nat's going to be a supermodel very soon. Yeah, uh -huh. I will be taking up yeah, the supermodel. Nobody ever talks uh, about nobody ever talks about my supermodel career. Dudes who are are both actors and and models, which are most movie stars, including yeah. like uh, and girls. Huh? Like, I mean, like Ansel is a is a great actor who is in the Fault in Our Stars, but also does a ton of modeling. Nat and is a brilliant a actor. I don't do you, modeling. Aren't you a supermodel? <laughs> no. Not to my knowledge, but maybe, is there anybody here he casting? He also does music. Holston's an incredible horse rider and does many other things, philanthropy-wise. You know, we all have, he does books. Did you know that? <laughs> you know, we he all does have books. He does I do books. Them. Apparently, I'm very good at English, so that's good. Where? Oh, we got it. Hi. Hi. What happened to your arm? Did you get that cast just so they would ask, just so you could ask a question? Sign it? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I'll sign your cast. I was cast. wondering, um, 
what like like behind the scenes like what did you guys <laughs> I was wondering like what your favorite moments were like behind the scenes and stuff uh, they all went out to dinner a lot and like sometimes they would let me come and that's some of my favorite memories is just of like uh, going to dinner with them um, and then I guess my least favorite behind the scene memory is that uh, is when they would um, break into my apartment at three o'clock in the morning and jump on my bed he and has scream cookies next until to his I woke bed. up it's amazing. and then they would make fun yeah. of me because I eat cookies in bed because <laughs> I was alone and lonely for two months and I <laughs> eat cookies in bed and I'm not going to apologize for it and they and also would be like why are you eating cookies in bed and I would be like because why are you not eating cookies in bed but that's when I started bed? to like John even more I was like okay we're friends <laughs> um finally <laughs> Car, I was wondering if you can sign my cast yeah get here come to me child cool. <laughs> what's your name Carly Carly with a K yeah. thank you so much some behind the scenes um, thank you <laughs> I guess one of my one of my favorite uh, behind the scenes memories was a lot for me. A lot of the 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 work that I did to play Quentin was like almost going back in a time machine and like limiting myself and going back to a time when and and listening to a lot of music that I listened to um, that was on the radio when I when I was a little younger. Like, uh, do you guys remember the song "Human" by the Killers? Aww. So I hadn't, had, I hadn't heard that song in, f in five years, probably. But I started to listen to it again because it got me back to a place um, that I liked for the movie. But then it became like the song of the, the road trip. And it became the song of the movie. And um, uh, we listened to it almost every single day. And then yesterday, or two days ago, we saw each other. We did a press conference all together for the first time. It was the first time we were all together since the movie, like when everybody was together, even though we've all stayed super close. And we played that song. And uh, we were all jumping up and down, and I got really teary-eyed. And it's like this song I don't even remember liking that much when I was younger. That, that <laughs> and Blank Space. Yeah, and, yeah. That yeah. and, and, and the little Tay-Tay. And we should yeah. also say that, Nat, you are on the soundtrack of the movie. You and your brother Alex, right? Yeah. Okay. Nat's song in the soundtrack is so okay. great. It's called Look Outside, and yeah. I, I love it so much. So I yeah I wrote, when we finished filming I was really sad, <laughs> um, you know it was like coming out of a haze almost like it was this beautiful experience. Thanks, Cara, and uh, and I wrote this song on my grandparents' piano like two days after we finished called "Look Outside" and I sent it to everybody. Um, uh, you know, totally inspired by the experience making it. And then about four months later, I found out Jake had put it at the end of the movie. So it's super extra special for me and for my brother. And uh, I'm really thankful to Jake and for the studio and everybody for putting it in. Thank, thank you, everybody, for coming. Go see the movie July 21st, right? Yeah. Fourth. Fourth. July 24th, go see Paper Towns. Thank you guys so much. Thank you it's so been much. Great to meet you. Take care. Thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, thank you guys so much. <laughs>